This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we have another podcast episode, number 117 in the series, and you today are wanting to talk about karma. Yes, because, you know, whenever I've been reading something and reading, and then the thing gets, the one thing I love about spirituality and new thought and everything, you never get to know it. You know, as soon as you... <laughs> I think this teaching is pretty simple. I mean, there's well, nuance, but you can know it. Mario, go ahead. No, you can't know it, you know, because this is life. You're, you're, learn, you're ever learning. You know, whatever you learn, it's going to... It, it locates itself where you are right now and becomes relevant. And it seems not necessarily different, but expanding. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good word. It, it, it expands. So... Um, when I'm reading about something, you know, it just it just keeps on getting bigger, right? <laughs> so um, karma, usually people think of it as uh, you're getting back what you put out, right? What right, goes around back. comes around and payback and you reap what you sow, all of that. And that's, I, I get that. And it, it can be pretty simple. But then I was reading about past life karma, past lives, karma, and so forth. And I said, well, hope, wait a minute now. <laughs> I'm trying to deal with the karma right here. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying that is not true. I'm not saying that. I'm saying respectfully, if it is, I can't handle any more right now. Thank you very much. So. And I think you're probably on the right track. What's about and that's that's this is uh, again this is my opinion um, that the thing that we would want to pay attention to is current life karma, the law of attraction. You know what goes around comes around. Not necessarily you get back what you put out because it goes around for a long time sometimes before it, before it comes around. But past life karma is in some ways really helpful for explaining or blaming the situation that we were born into. Mm-hmm. Like somebody who is uh, uh, less um, financially advantaged than they would want to be, or is a, has a disability, or a particular ethnic or racial or geographic uh, origin story in this life, then well, why was I born this way? And this well, karma, something happened in a previous life that caused me to be born into this, so that I can go through this experience. And on the one hand. That might be completely true. On the other hand, I think that's completely above our pay grade. 
-hmm. We are here to live this life as we are living it. And the reason that there are some people who have disabilities, other people who don't have disabilities, some people with a lot of money and means and other people without money and means is just because all of those things are possible. So somebody gets to do them. And it's only we saying, oh, well, I got born into this life and that's bad or this part of it is bad, and I got born into this one, and that part is good. So that's all judgment as far as we're concerned. So blaming an external force or a past life or something else on how we came into this particular life uh, is, I think, in a lot of ways irrelevant. It doesn't matter why that happened. We are here now and self-actualized and able to make choices here and to have an experience in this life. So game on. Yeah, I, I took the, the thought, you know, all the way through as far as I could go. <laughs> no surprise there, right? <laughs> and, and I thought about it, and here's what I, what I, where it came out, okay, for me. It may be true, as you said, but if I hang on to that and I live in that um, understanding only, it takes away a responsibility for me to do things with this life that I have right now. Because I can say, okay, well, this is this is the lot that I have been given or the cards that I've been dealt. That's what some people say. And I, I just have to do that. I kind of feel like that's such a limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, if that's true, that's fine. I can't do anything about that right now. I got to deal with this. So let's jump over into the life that we're in right now. And as my children, even before I had children, you know, I used to, carry around a bunch of ones uh, because I'm from Philadelphia and I would carry a pocket full of ones because there were always people that were panhandling in Center City. Mm -hmm. And I love going to the gallery, so but I would always just give out the ones (laughs) as I I just I because and it's terrible. I mean it was benevolent in one sense, but in another sense I thought, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen later on. I might have some kids. And if I put some good stuff out here, you know, they may need some good karma. I didn't think about me. I should have thought about me, too. Shay, thank you for the compliment, by the way. So you're you're, um, you're yeah, giving so, money out to panhandlers to earn karma points for your, to, your progeny? Because, yeah, because I felt that it's real. You know, what you put out is real. You should always, like I was, people would tip. I was tipping 15% when people were tipping eight. I Mm. always tipped 20. So now I'm like, you know, 20, 25, whatever. I tip because you, it's not just what may come back, but you don't know what's happening in that person's life Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But then again, if, I, I just think you should put good energy out however you can, you know, and if it comes from doing a pocket full of ones, I just got so used to it. When I moved to Jersey, I would have them for when I crossed the bridge. (laughs) It was just, I, I honestly, it became a way of life for me. And so now I don't come to Philly that much and don't do that um, clearly, but I just felt like you should always put it out. I didn't think about the karma comes back and it comes back in a lot of ways. Right. So Mm -hmm. if, if it comes back to bless my children, I'm blessed because I don't know where those little knuckleheads were going to go. You know, that's the way <laughs> I don't know what kind of life they're going to have. But if someone comes along to help them in their life in a way that I can't help them, 
because I put good energy out there. That's what I, you know, I thought about it. And now that they're all grown now, you know, they got as much energy as I could put out. They go on their own, got to do their own karma thing. <laughs> but <laughs> And, and, and you, you still want the best for them. Yes, yes. But I also think that it, when you think of it, and, and I, don't, I don't think this is uh, selfish, but you do have to think about your own life, right? And the one thing I figured this out, I didn't get to read this anywhere. I figured it out. Like karma doesn't go tit for tat. You know, <laughs> yeah, because you, you know, picked up a penny and, you know, doesn't mean you're going to lose a penny. It takes a while sometimes. It may even come back, I think, in an unrecognizable way, you know, in a package that you're trying to figure out where the heck did this come from? And, mm-hmm. and that's good. And that could be negative and positive, too. Right. Like karma. I don't think karma is always again, bad. Again, back to good or bad. Negative yeah. or positive, who can tell? If who could tell? So sometimes really good things happen, and I'm thinking, where'd that come from? Like, I don't remember, you know. And likewise, you know, both sides. And it, it comes maybe, um, what did I hear one time, a long time ago? You reap what you sow, later than you sow, greater than you sow. So I remember when I heard that, right? It was in the negative uh, church tradition, right? You know, you're going to get the best, <laughs> So, you know me, I'm sitting there thinking, well, now, if you reap what you sow later than you sow greater, if you put some good stuff out there, greater stuff will come back. It works. Mm-hmm. That's the law of attraction. That's the law of attraction. And it's, and it's not instantaneous and automatic. So we've, we've all seen uh, the experts who throw a boomerang. Mm-hmm. You know, you throw a boomerang and it's like it's gone for a while and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine somebody who's just sitting there minding their own business and they get whacked in the back of the head by a boomerang. It's like, what's the matter with the boomerang? Well, maybe there's nothing wrong with the boomerang. It doesn't matter. The problem's with the catch. <laughs> you should have caught it with your hand you instead of with your head. <laughs> you know, and there was all the good intention when it was thrown. But, you know, it might have been flying for so long that we forgot. Exactly. Exactly. That was going to be my next point. Like, you could forget Right. right. So (laughs) in meditation, I I make up stuff. Right. Because I thought, well, remind me of let me be reminded of anything (laughs) that might be out there that I forgot. You know, especially if I'm going through a time that's not too cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Is there anything out there that, that might explain this? It may not take it away, but it will help to understand it a little bit. Maybe. Uh. But I, I have fun with um, spirituality, life, and law of attraction and all of that business because it is what it is. So I try to look at the most positive perspective that I can. You know, yep. and s- listen, since I come from a tradition that has taught me the negative side really well, let me see. <laughs> let me see what the positive side might have to say about I like that. Let's take a break and then continue our discussion about uh, boomerangs and uh, how to throw them and uh, what to look for as they return. Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand? That's right. You can take it at your own pace, 
anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons, broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice, there are experiential activities and exercises, and at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni talking about karma. Talking about karma and the boomerang and the boomerang effect and the boomerang coming back. And sometimes we think about the boomerang and what's coming back and what we're attracting. And that all seems really important. And it's much more important to remember who's throwing it. Who's throwing the boomerang and what the intention is during that the, the casting? It has so much to do with who we are and the way we're engaging with the world. So if somebody comes in with their calculating, uh, um, divisive and greedy approach to how do I throw this so that I get the most back, I'm going to turn this teaching into a get-rich-quick scheme, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason that it doesn't work is not because... The process doesn't work. It's because the consciousness that we're bringing to the process is not helpful and uplifting. Yes. So the, the pieces in the spiritual practice that, that go hand in hand with the law of attraction and the infinite rich abundance that's available is, first of all, allowing, mm-hmm. which is where we open ourselves to a new possibility. And tied in with that is usually some sort of release, surrender, or forgiveness. Because when we're being controlled by the judgments we have about something that happened in the past, we are bound to those energies. So when I have had an experience of having my heart broken and, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was love. I thought it was going to last forever. And then it fell apart and I blame her or I blame them or I blame whatever it happens to be. And then I set about hardening myself so they don't get hurt again. What that does is it sets me up in a defensive posture so that what I'm going to, the way that I'll know that I'm doing okay is because another hurtful relationship will come along and I won't get hurt. And that's Mm. not what we want to do. What we want to do is say, ah, I am a loving person. And in being a loving person, I have been hurt. So what I want to do is let go of the hurt, not forget it, and certainly not go and have the same relationship with the same sort of person again, but use that as guidance so that as I open myself to another wonderful, loving relationship as I bring myself into my experience of life and I am that loving person who I am, then the law of attraction can work and have the love that I'm sharing and shining and showing, that boomerang that I'm throwing, have that come back around. Mm. So you're talking about your intention? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's about, yeah. about being informed but not controlled by past experiences and activities and events. 
And you said something really significant, and it's, I don't know if I can quote it exactly right. Um, you said that we're bound by those feelings when the, the thing happened, you know, yeah. the experience happened. We're bound by those feelings. And so are you saying that if we're in a situation that is hurtful, then you, we want to deal with the feelings before we move forward? Because that's going to determine the energy that we put out. Hence um, the energy be, that comes back. Yeah. If, if we're in a relationship or we've been in a relationship that has, that, that has been uh, an, an unhappy conclusion, then what we want to do is get ourselves into a place where we can be the love that we want to experience and bring that out into the world. And then we're going to be activating law of attraction as love, attracting love. Now, Huge asterisk here. For somebody who's in an abusive relationship, the first most important thing is to get out of the abusive relationship. Exactly. Don't stay in the house saying, it's all good. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, he won't. If it's time to go, then it's time to go and go and then do the healing work on your own with or without a restraining order. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, the, the little step between... The, the incident that happened, you know, the, the negative, the hurt, whatever it is, heartbreak, and mm -hmm. starting over to create an, a new um, self, I suppose, so that you can attract a different thing. You know, there's that little space I call work, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's okay. I mean, a lot of times I feel like I'm reaching out to people to say it's all right you know, um, come back off the roof. <laughs> that was a messed up thing that happened, but that doesn't tell the story the rest of your life about what's going to happen. Right. But that step between stepping back off the roof and trying to step back into life again, whoa. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. You reminded me of when uh, Superstorm Sandy came through the area. Uh, and did a huge amount of damage in the Atlantic City area, which is where you are, and all the way up in New York and, and even farther north. Um, that was a, a huge catastrophe that happened. And we went down and helped with some of the remediation in Atlantic City. And you go into somebody's house, and the house, basically, the seawater had come in, at like the three feet up the, the, the house, and then gone out. So you go in, and it's kind of wet, and it's kind of, you know, icky. And the thing that you have to do is you have to tear off all the walls. You know, if the, if the water came in three feet up, then you have to tear everything off the walls, down to the studs, four feet high. Because until you do that, until you clear out the damage that's been done and get rid of the residue of the catastrophe that's happened, there's no room for, 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 for healing. Mm -hmm. If you put fans in there and you dry the whole thing out, then it'll seem like it's going to be fine, but there's going to be no structure to the wallboard and behind all the walls is going to be black mold. So that's not mm -hmm. a favor to anybody. So in the same way, when something comes along that's unpleasant, we don't want to, you know, wallpaper over it. We don't want to pretend that it's okay. We don't want to do a spiritual bypass where we say, oh, all is fine, all is love, all is unpleasant. No, it sucks. It mm -hmm. sucks and it hurts. And we get to deal with the sucking and the hurting and, and address those wounds and then let them heal. And mm -hmm. sometimes that involves, you know, <laughs> pulling some debris out and... You know, as unpleasant as that might be, that's the, the process in, in, in healing and, and bringing about that, that new experience. 
Oh, and by the way, I got hit by a hurricane. What does that say about me? Perhaps it means that I was just unfortunate. Maybe it means that I was I was well off enough to afford a beach house. Maybe it means that I don't want to have a beach house. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many, so many questions that arise, especially you'll so then there's karma, right? You'll think, did I do something to cause all Mm -hmm. this to happen? And then that's another, to me, that's a rabbit trail. I mean, it's not to say that karma isn't real and maybe there is a connection, who knows? But for me, I think that there's a starting place. This is what's happening. You know, the the Sandy came and we got to start again. It was Mm -hmm. a mess and we can talk about it along the way. Or we can sit here and talk about it as long as you like. But to start over means we have to start over. Right. And trust again and hope again. That's a whole lot. You know, it's a whole lot. But it's no other way unless you stay in the, the rubbish, the, you know, the, the storm stuff, the stuff yeah. that's messed out, left over. And life isn't good there. You know, it isn't. It isn't. No, there's there's definitely challenges there, and th- there's always choices too. You know, once that the, the damage has happened, then the choice is: Do I rebuild and remodel? Do I tear down and start over again, or do I take the insurance money and go someplace else? Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's a right answer and a wrong answer. There is whatever is going to be resonating with us. And mm-hmm. for somebody who has like been a little concerned for a while that they're living in a floodplain, and now suddenly there's insurance money to get them out of there. It's like, I'm going. Right. <laughs> I've had second thoughts about this, and so this is my opportunity to change something. And other people who, you know, the, for whatever their passion is, they're, they're going to be sticking with that. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not the answer. It is the appropriateness. It's what's resonating, what's right for us, what's uplifting, and what's going to be life-affirming and moving us forward. Because... How many people do you know who you or, or somebody you cared about had a relationship with and the relationship was just awful and it, it fell apart and then the person, not necessarily your friend or you, the other person in the relationship went on and had a wonderful relationship with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's, there's nothing wrong with any of the people. There's something wrong with the fit. Yes, and, and that's hard for us to accept uh, because we're down on ourselves, you know, it mm-hmm. must be me. I did something wrong, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, to say it's okay. This is just life. You got into a relationship that wasn't too cool. You know, you didn't see it in the beginning, but starting over. And we get to start over as many times as we need to start over. <laughs> you know, I they used to say... Um, uh, Back in the other life, you know, God gives a second chance. Thank God for a second chance. And I'm thinking, you know, God, I don't need a second chance. I used up my second chance. Nine lives. Yeah, listen, (laughs) I just need another chance, right? Another is ever ending. Just give me another because I'm probably going to screw this one up too. I'm doing my best, but that's life. And it's okay to to have gotten knocked over. It's not your fault. Like Sandy, I remember where we were living at the time, and it was just, I'll never forget how devastating it felt to walk out of the house that first morning. 
Mm-hmm. But I just looked around and, and all I could think of, well, how do we fix this and start over again? And it was so many people that were into the, you know, and, and I understand this, the, the sadness of it. Yeah. But, but I just couldn't believe that this is the end. This is not the end of life. You know, this town that I'm living in has, is going to have to live again. Mm-hmm. So what is that going to be like? You know, yeah. And, yeah. And open up to new possibilities and not have assumptions that the old assumptions are going to come back. You know, maybe right. it's going to have to be different. Maybe it's always different. Maybe yeah. lightning doesn't hit the same place twice because the same place isn't there because it got hit by lightning. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we're not sure. We're not sure what it all means. I just, I, I, I wanted to respond to, I think Shay said second, third, and fourth, or, you know, chances on it. Like, God is eternal, right? I can't, there's numbers out there that I can't imagine. Now, yeah. you know, I tell my children, they, they think I walk on water, right? That's nice. But I tell them, listen, mommy had a life. I <sighs> did have a life. It was another life, right? So I just appreciate the number of chances that you get to start again. Yeah. And yeah, and, and, and it's good because if you can, if we can let go of then you can't, you don't get any do overs, right? So if you, if you did something not so cool, you can't, you never get to go to that moment and undo it. You know, we so, can't undo it. You can do it over. You can start. Yeah, that's, that's something wonderful that you can do in a relationship. When you've done this before, where you've gotten into a conversation with someone or an engagement with somebody and it's just gone sideways and you said something that you shouldn't have said, and then they got all offended by it. And it's just like, it, it like it, it spiraled in. It is possible in circumstances like that to say, you know what? I, I didn't do that right. I didn't do that right because it wound up not leading where I wanted to. Can we, can we have that conversation again? Can I start over again? And people, yeah, unless they really to- don't like you, they'll say, yeah, go ahead. We'll try one more time. This is, this is Carol and me take two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Rem- yeah. Remarkably well, you know, the, the golfers call it a mulligan. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that, that shot didn't work. Let me just do that shot over again. And see what happens. See what's different. Now, one thing I do want to mention is that um, the teaching, the New Thought teaching says that there is one, one mind, one power, one presence, one life, one love. There is only one. There is only God. And that everything is an individualization or a particularization of the one. So behind the veil, behind the curtain. And I learned about 70,000 veils uh, separating us from the infinite at the Parliament of World Religions last week. There's the idea that we're all individual, that we're all separate, and we're not. And in that sense, whatever karma is going on, it is the one doing something to itself, in itself, of itself and for itself. So what's going on is it's, it's packing up all of that experience, and then as it individualizes as another life, pieces of it are coming out. So we're not bound by it or limited by it. Those are learning points. Those are opportunities for some more growth to, to come about and to happen. Hmm. I'm glad I'm going to get a, to, to rerun this because, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I stayed with you for a minute, but it got a little deep and I thought, mm-hmm. I hope so. So I'm going to watch this again, probably on YouTube. Okay. Oh, and the, the ever upward spiral is, 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 is wonderful. And we're actually going to uh, take another break. And then when we continue, we're going to do a prayer.
on that ever upward spiral to quote Mary Madden Morrissey and Barbara Marks Hubbard, who both used it in different ways. Yeah, yes. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with, uh, with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. I think I must need some water. I'm just like chewing up words here. But anyway, it's an, welcome it's back. An inf- it's an infinitely abundant universe. There is water for you at the perfect time in the perfect place. Yes. We've been talking about karma, uh, the law of attraction, what goes around comes around, you reap what you sow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to do a prayer now. And the prayer is going to kind of be about that, but it's also going to be about the ever upward spiral. So there are times in our lives where we feel like we're going around in circles. And, oh, I've been through this before. I had a relationship and it has ups and downs. And now I'm back to the part where it's going to be over and I got to move into another, do something different or with a job or with our finances. And it's something, it seems like it's just repeating. And what's going on is we're in a spiral. And it can be a downward spiral where we're, we're, we're diving in and we're just, we're heading for a crash. Or it can be an upward spiral because every time we come back into that same neighborhood, we can use what we have learned previously. We can take the guidance about the events and the activities in the past and use those to inform the decisions and the choices and the steps that we're going to take now. Because the next time around, it can be better. The next time around, it can be better. Oh, well, if it can be better, then what will we have to do to make it better? Well, the first thing is to let go of the idea that it has to be as bad as it was before or that it's going to get worse. So that's the surrender. We get to surrender what has happened before, our tendency to believe that that's going to repeat itself, and invite change and invite transformation, open to a new possibility. So that's the prayer today. As we turn away from the world around us, from the visualization of the spiral and let ourselves be aware of the tone and texture and flavor of what's been going on, what has brought us to this point right here and right now, and what we would choose to have happen next. We pivot from what has been to what can be, and we open ourselves up to that new possibility. And that infinite creative power, that one divine source that shares itself as and through and in every part of its creation, that one that has created each of us individually and all of us together, that one divine power and presence is ready and active right now in creating that newness for us, through us, as us. The good that we're seeking is unfolding for us now, and there's nothing that stands in the way of it. 
as we get our bloated nothingness out of the way, as we let go of our thoughts that it can't possibly get any better, then it can. It can get better, and it does get better. And it's different for each of us. The experience that I might be choosing is different than the experience that somebody else listening to me now might be choosing. So it's not the specifics. It is the process and the principle. As we open up to the good, as we identify that which we are ready to let go of, and embrace that which we are inviting in next, we go through another upward spiral and more and more and more good comes into our lives. And it happens now for each of us in our own particular way. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness of the process. And I'm most certainly grateful to be able to speak this word and release it into that creative law and to know without any question, without any hesitation, without any doubt whatsoever that this good is already underway. So this feeling of thanks, I speak this word, I let it go. I release it into that creative law. And I know that it's so. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.